TARDIS. It can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. Please. Look at it. Go on, say. Most people do. the outside. Hey, what's up? And welcome back to Small on the Outside, or as I like to call it, SOTOcast, the first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave. I'll be the Time Lord with you this evening, and with me as always is... Andy. Who is the companion. Welcome back. Uh, if this is the first time you're listening to us, we are a television uh, show podcast, mostly talking about Doctor Who, but sometimes, now and then, we talk about other shows. Uh, we are in the middle of a Doctor Who rewatch for the new series, uh, and this is going to be on season nine. There's a good chance that this uh, episode will probably be shorter than the others because when we talk about episodes, we usually like to talk about uh, two-parters and things like that as pretty much a whole. And That's true. So it might skim right by because most of the season is that. Um, so. If it's short, you now know no you now know no know why. Um, <laughs> this season started off with a Christmas special as usual. Um, called Last Christmas. I will say that when rewatching this season I did skip this one. I didn't You mean, skipped I didn't mean to, but ultimately I remembered that halfway through watching season 9 I skipped last Christmas <laughs> um, did you go back and watch it? no uh, so <laughs> no cause I, I watched the finale uh, today uh, so anyways this is the one with Nick Frost as Santa Claus because everybody can believe Nick Frost is Santa Claus mm-hmm. um, other than that I don't really remember much of this episode <laughs> Well, it's it's basically alien with the oh, uh, face, hu- face, oh. face huggers. Face huggers. Yeah. Because of alien. Uh, right, right, right. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and uh, and then alien, and then Inception as well. They oh, had I dreams within a that. dream. Yeah, yeah. But there was also the other Inception like episode of Doctor Who, so with the Dream Master and whatever. This one was more Inception like than that one, I think. Because this is dreams within a dream. Right, and I do um, kind of remember that. Yeah, and, and uh, another thing that's notable is I believe while they were filming this episode, uh, uh, Clara, what, what's her name? Uh, Clara. Yep. Uh, no, no, no. Jenna Coleman uh, hadn't decided yet whether she wanted to uh, quit or stay with Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. So the very end of it is a little awkward. But basically, it seems like they're setting her up to to. Uh, to, face, you know, to face a raven. To send her off, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. They're sen- they're, it <laughs> seems like they're about to send her off, you know, because she wakes up from her dream and she's like 70 or something. Oh, dear. And then and then suddenly Santa Claus shows up again. And it's like, oh, oh, this is another dream. Because basically, I think while they were filming it, she decided she wanted to stay, so they had to kind of basically rewrite the ending. Oh, oh, oh hold on. <laughs> you got to wake up this time because your death is uh, is written in, in time. Right. Right. Um, I can't rate this one, but it's, you know. It's not great. Uh, 
Nick Frost is is decent, you know. Yeah. The Inception, I think the Inception and uh, Alien like connections to it were kind of decent, but I don't know. It would be probably a five or a six for me. Yeah. I I I don't know if I would agree with that or not. Uh, I know that there are some kind of blah Christmas specials um, when it comes down to it. This one was so blah you forgot it existed. That's right. <laughs> skimmed right over it um but now we can actually talk about season nine uh all right so with season nine i would say it's hard to say what the uh seasonal arc would be which isn't really anything is it it's um it's it's uh me it's um lady me that's really lady me lady me is part of it no no the uh the it would be the uh what do they call it the um the it's not it's the hybrid. The hybrid. Well, they just, yes. I, I swear they only brought that up at the very end. No, no, they they brought that up in just, uh probably three or four times throughout the season. Really? Because I didn't catch it. Yeah, it was in the first one. It was in this uh, Magician's Apprentice and or or uh, the Witch is Familiar. One of those. Um, Davros brought it up. So yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I remember. Yeah. Uh, and and I guess the conf the confession dial is confession is dial. part of it. It's yeah. All part of it, and, and they had that throughout the season. Though I'm and still not I entirely. And I think the theme for Clara is about uh, she's getting too much like the doctor. Is is her her uh, her story? I think that well. just makes her character unique. I didn't ever have a problem with it. No, I didn't either. But that was that was what. That's what it is. It is a lot of people's problem, though. Like people don't like that. No, I'm saying that's her story for the season. Well, whatever. (laughs) That's what was important for that. That was important. That was what was important about her character for this season, and ultimately, what what caused what happens. Nah, I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here, but I I'm still a little confused as to what the hybrid is because of, of the end of the finale two part or first part, anyways. Uh, it was it was very poorly defined <laughs> because they said that the doctor was the the hybrid, which makes no sense to me. And then they're like, the hybrid doesn't exist, and I don't know. <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah. All right. So first episode is Magician Apprentice. The magician, of course, is Missy because, hey, she's alive. Um, no, the magician is the doctor. Oh, maybe it's both of them. I don't know. No, do you remember? they? Well, uh, I guess you didn't watch Last Christmas. They they referred to him as magician in that, and he he would also he also referred to himself as magician. No, you, you referred to him as magician because he's got a magician coat. No, he did. <laughs> he referred to himself as, as a magician. He said, I was going for minimalist, but I think I ended up as magician. Do you remember that line? I forget that line. Something it was something like that. Yeah, I was going for minimalist, but I I think I ended up as a magician. That was in season eight, and then in Last Christmas they also referred to him as magician. And then also in the prequel, the prequel to the Magician's Apprentice, they referred to him as magician as well. I thought it was Missy because she like stopped the planes in the in the sky. No, no. In the if you watch the prequel to this one, they also in the. uh, in the uh, olden times, they referred to him as magician as well. It's the snake man, yeah. Um, this one, what was it? He's, he, oh, Missy's, I forget. I remember Special the style shows frozen. up. He's in, he's in, uh, old, he's in this castle, and he's telling, everybody's saying dude, and he brings in a tank. You remember? Yes. Uh, the, yeah, the, and then he goes to Davros, basically. He goes to Davros, and the witch is familiar and everything. It's the uh, Dalek city and stuff. Mm-hmm. Davros is cool. 
Uh, I like that they brought him back, although it doesn't make any sense how they could because he disintegrated in the end of season four. So yes, I remember that. <laughs> so who knows how he's back? Of course, nobody knows how the Daleks ever came back from that either. But well, they always come. Although back. I guess that could be explained by the Big Bang, you know, time getting rewritten and all that. Um. So I don't know. I. Two-parter and everything. It's, I don't think it's the strongest of the season or anything. Um, it's okay. They also don't really explain how Missy's still alive. I yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> yeah, because she she got shot by a Cyberman at the end, and unless and and that Cyberman was uh, the Brigadier, so I don't think he was working for her, so he didn't like teleport her away or right, anything. It wasn't like thing too yeah while i was watching the episode i thought i remembered her being teleported like by that device like i thought you know the doctor shot her with her device and then he teleported her away but it wasn't the doctor it was the brigadier cyberman right who knows um so that makes no sense but also it's another it's another uh sherlock situation here how how's she back from the dead who knows i don't know who cares? Here, here's what uh, <laughs> like uh, you know i guess I, i'll I'll just point out that uh, the Master obviously regenerated into Missy, and at the end of the season, the uh, General uh, in uh, Gallifrey regenerated to uh, a woman as well. Yes. Good factoid for you. <laughs> um, okay, so those are the two episodes. I don't know what I would rate. I'm probably like a seven or something. Something basic. I People really yeah, like... Yeah, it's probably pretty good. There's some good moments with... Davros, I think, and um, there's some stuff like where you think Clara gets killed and Missy gets killed and all that from oh, all Exterminate, that stuff, yeah. and the TARDIS gets exploded. Somehow he just magically puts it back together. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'd probably put it like a like a medium, like a six or a seven. Yeah, both uh, of these. A lot of people really like the sunglasses and guitar. Uh, I really liked the, the the beginning of it. I I liked the the uh, medieval like yeah like the all the medieval people saying dude and he brings in a tank, and he just goes crazy. Like, I don't care about the rules of time. Yeah, uh, that, I, I thought that was fun. I appreciated the glasses this time more along the lines. I still don't really understand the guitar, because that really is just a guitar, so I don't... It's just... That's just Peter Capaldi. <laughs> yeah, that's just Peter Capaldi. He's like, I'm just going to bring my guitar to set. Let's see what happens. Honestly... I think the the prequels are more notable than the actual episodes. Yeah. And you, I'm I guessing I, you skipped over them this yeah, time. Yeah, I, I didn't watch any of the prequels this time. Yeah. Did you watch both of them, uh, both of the prequels before? I think so, yeah. Because yeah, there was two. There was a theatrical one and there was an online one, so... I th I think I think so, but I I couldn't tell you exactly. Yeah. Uh, They're both pretty good. The next two episodes are interesting. Uh, Under the Lake and Before the Flood. Under the lake is like has ghosts and everything, and once again yeah. more ghosts. Uh, mm -hmm. And this time the doctor is convinced that they really are ghosts uh, for once, and not like aliens or whatever. But they really are just like holograms, aren't they? At the end of the day, uh, they said they were uh, they were ghosts in a sense that they were the dead people. But they were uh, they were made from radio waves. Radio waves. I don't know if they explained how they were generated, because they weren't. I don't know if they were generated from the casket thing, uh, or because I, no, I, I know the doctor's was. The doctor's was, right. ghost was, but I don't think the other ones were. So I don't know if they fully explained how the. 
I don't remember if they did <laughs> how they explained how the ghosts were there in the first place. We we do know one thing is that the ghosts can't harm anybody if they didn't know the message uh, beforehand mm-hmm. written on the ship. Okay, so it's part of the ship then. It is still part of the ship. I don't know. It's probably the ship broadcasting then. Right. Um, and most of this episode was trying to figure out what the ghosts were and what they were saying, so they had a deaf person come in and read lips, which is cool. Uh, well, I like I liked that aspect of it. And um, uh, I liked the surprise ending where you see the doctor's the ghost. The doctor's cool, yeah. And and you have to think of the idea of okay, so he knows he's supposed to be dead. So how's he gonna deal with that? Because he can't change what he knows to have already happened. But right. we find out he wasn't actually dead. It was a fake. It was a hologram instead of a ghost. Right, and that's like if I was a doctor, I'd be like trying to figure out what's an alternative explanation. Maybe I'm not actually dead. You know, but whatever. Uh, I liked Before the Flood more than the first episode, I think. Um, yeah, I would say a little bit more. And that's mostly because of time travel, yeah. um, you know, cleverness. The The villain guy was kind of cool looking. Uh, he was, in the end, I think he's a little forgettable, but his, his, his design was kind of cool, I think. The, the bony creature? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think... And his, and his voice things, is cool. There are certain things that were interesting about him. What's his but, voice? Uh, his voice was somebody... Um, Peter Serafinowicz. You know oh, him? Him? That was, that was the voice... <laughs> that, yeah, he... Nah. You don't know him? No. Uh, well, first of all, he was the voice of Darth Maul. Uh, but second of all, he's he's in a ton of stuff. Um, you you'd recognize his face. He's a comedic actor. Let me just send you a link, right? Not, not that they can see the link. You might recognize him on IMDb more. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, remember, yeah. I, I recognize that face, yeah. Yeah, so he's the voice of the Fisher King. Yeah, he, he's uh, in a lot of stuff with Nick Frost and, mm. and uh, Simon Pegg. True. Yeah, these two, um, I don't think they're bad episodes, but I do think they are a little forgettable. I, I like the time travel uh, cleverness stuff that go, goes right. on in the second where he sees himself and, and everything that they kind of allude to the first time they're there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, a lot of Lots of good stuff there. Um, I don't know what I want to write this one. I, I like how it doesn't mean he was sitting in that capsule for, you know. He was, uh, he may have been frozen like, like a, like a, like a hypersleep thing. For That's what I'm hundreds guessing. hundreds of years or? Yeah. A th- yeah, it was, it was a few hundred years, wasn't it? Something. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I do like, I also like the thing where, where, um, in the beginning, I think it's the beginning of the second episode where he talks about uh, if you go back in time and give uh, and and show Beethoven his music to play, who created the Beethoven's music? That I like that whole uh, time loop uh, paradox thing. They bootstrap bootstrap paradox. Yeah, that was cool. Basically, you know what came first, chicken or the egg? Uh, sort of, but more of, of a time travel paradox but, yeah, situation. More of a sort paradox. of uh, sort of like if you think about. Um, Blink. They did that in Blink as well, um, where the doctor was reading the script, but he only had the script because somebody wrote down the words that yeah, he they, read from they the even script. Made that uh, made a point of that too. Yeah. Yeah. So where did it where did it originally come from? Who, yeah. Who wrote it down first? Yeah. So yeah, they do that a few. I think they probably do that often enough in this show. But I really liked where they had the doctor basically breaking the fourth wall, talking straight to the audience about that. Yeah. 
So those those are good enough. I probably another seven. Probably yeah, seven. Over. I don't know. Yeah, probably seven. I don't think it quite hits an eight. It uh, for the second one would be the higher rated, but right. I think seven. Uh, the next uh, two don't really feel like a two parter, but they are. <laughs> um, I think they do sort of. They're different stories, but they're uh, the same focus. You have uh, Lady Me, or not her name at this point. Ashilda. Ashilda. And she's played by the girl in Game of Thrones. Maisie Williams. Yeah, and we've gone through this before when we were recorded before, but I don't think it had gone to the um, storyline in Game of Thrones that actually matched this closer, I think, with her character. Um, in I don't know anything about that. Well, put it this way. <laughs> put it this way. In Game of Thrones, Maisie Williams um plays a lot of different characters now sort of where she puts on a different face and oh, really? goes around pretending to be other people and she what she says when people ask her who her name is and she says a girl has no name and uh she can also impersonate other people's voices and everything hmm. um so in doctor who uh, she gets to the point where a shielder doesn't define her anymore she doesn't really remember being a shielder uh, but she remembers being her me so basically she goes around with no actual name and calls herself me and she can use the voice of other people with lots of practice apparently. Uh Yeah, so didn't she say like 10,000 hours of anything you can perfect it. 10,000 hours of anything. I think that's what she said, yeah. But the first one introduced her character as just a regular viking girl when they go up against somebody who's acting like they're supposed to be Odin. Uh, and when she dies, she's the only person in the group that dies other than the nameless red shirts. Um <laughs> Or, or no, they they say. had they had sort of uh they had funny names. Uh, well, I don't know if any of them died though. They had Chuckles, Lofty, well, Lefty. those Hef- were the those no uh, those people Aston. didn't die. Those ID. people because uh, the doctor didn't want to know people's real name real names. Right. So he just named them what he wanted like, to. Sort of like the seven dwarfs. But. What the the people that died in the beginning were just the actual Viking warriors. That right. Were just there for a second, the red shirts that I call. Uh, but nobody in the village died except for the for Maisie Williams' character, and uh, so the Doctor got some kind of alien technology off of the people who were invading, and that mended with her body to revive her, but it also wouldn't ever stop reviving her. So she's she can't die. But she has a finite uh, memory. Right. So she, she has, has the same memory as a regular person, but the lifespan of of a god. <laughs> she yeah she she can't stop forgetting because she doesn't have a perfect brain that keeps reviving itself um you think but, she you think with that with uh 10,000 hours of, of perfecting anything thing yeah, she's talking about perfect. she could come up with a way to give herself more memory brain age yeah. and maybe she did eventually like uh in the when she comes back in the future future she sort of she sort of seems to still remember what happened uh she's, back with she's the, got with, a bunch of journals Raven. She's got a bunch of journals. She uh, does dictating. have journals, but she's she, in 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 the finale. She does seem to remember them instead of just reading about them. I think it seems like maybe she may have come up with a way to remember better. Uh, but I guess that the first the first story... think about that think about that robot guy from the last season with the memory chip. You know, yeah, she could have done that. <laughs> the, the first the first episode I think is better than the second one. The second one, the best part of it was just kind of exploring the fact a little bit deeper of how she kind of lives as 
a invincible person. Mm-hmm. Invincible, invincible. What am I thinking? I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> unbreakable and invincible at the same time. <laughs> um, so personally, I like the first one better. Um, first one I'd probably give eight, and the second one I don't know six or seven. I'd probably do seven. I don't think I'd go as low as six. Um, I think if as far as the character of, of a shielder goes, Lady Me, I like that aspect of them. But as as far as the actual stories go, um, they're kind of eh. The the thing is the that I really liked out of both of these, not not counting a shielder, is um, at the end of the girl who died. The doctor finally remembers um, where he got his face from, right? And that that scene was pretty cool. When it he was... was it was a little bit of a disappointment. All this is a reminder that he's a doctor or whatever it was. Well, basically, he yeah he uh, he chose that face essentially to remind himself that he's somebody who who always saves somebody. I'm I guess. a doctor and I save people. Yeah. Um, basically, the idea was. In uh, in Pompeii, all these people were dying, but he, ch- he 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 at least was able to save this one family, and that was with uh, Peter Capaldi's character. And so that's sort of his reminder to himself that even if things are going bad, try to at least save one person, right? Yeah. And I think that's the idea behind it. And I do like I, I do like how they revealed that it it didn't it ultimately made him create a uh, invincible monster, but. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, whatever. Um, so those are those episodes. Episode seven and eight were uh, basically the sequel to the 50th anniversary, um, which had you know Kate Stewart. Zygons, and, yeah. It had yeah, yeah Kate Stewart Osgood. had Osgoods. Um, it had Zygons. It's just basically yeah, and it even starts with a uh, previously on showing the stuff from from uh they have. The Doctor as well, right? Yeah, some previously on because it said once upon a time there were three Doctors and blah, 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 blah. Right, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. Uh, I don't really have much to say about these episodes. <laughs> uh, I do. Uh, I, while I don't I don't care about the Zygons too much, I do like Osgood. I do like uh, Kate Stewart. Um, I do like uh, – but my, my favorite part about both of these episodes – is in the second episode at the very end when um when they have these Osgood boxes and the doctor gives a speech about you know um about what you should be doing is you know talking to each other and not trying to destroy each other and he he gives a speech about war basically and it's one of the best acted moments of Peter Capaldi period of the entire series well, so that's yeah. yeah that's that's what I really like about these episodes I. I I don't care too much about the Zygons, but they do. They did bring. There was some some interesting stuff in there with like uh, um, Clara as a Zygon, um, who was what was her name? Uh, can't remember. But Clara was a Zygon. I did. I I, I caught that this time while I was watching it when um, she goes into the apartment to uh, ask about that that kid. Yeah. And I, I noticed as soon as she walks out of the apartment, she's like uh, putting up her hair. I'm like, yep, she's a Zygon already. <laughs> I, t- well, I, I definitely I, caught that this time around. I think I noticed that, or at least subconsciously noticed that the first time I watched it. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I Apart from the good speech at the end and the and everything, like and I also, said. And also, which I, Osgood are we talking to, the Zygon or the human? Right. I like that kind of stuff, too. Well, it's, that's fine. 
but once again, I don't really care about Zygons. Just don't. Uh... <laughs> See, that's the thing about these episodes is I think so far pretty much all the episodes uh, up to at least this point, um, the stories themselves, like the plot, like the, the, the villains, the actual what, what happens in the stories are just not that interesting, but I like what they're doing with the characters. Mm. I would probably give these both just seven, honestly. I would probably give the second one an eight just because of that last scene alone. I think that, that makes it worth it. Mm. All right, all right. Let's talk about Sleep No More. Ah. <laughs> uh, you're telling me that this is a hated episode. It's the the lowest rated episode. I will on tell IMDb. you. I will tell you the thing I hated most about the episode. So I'll I'll start on the bad, but then I'll go into the good. The bad that I didn't like was the ending. It made no sense to me, and I felt like the entire episode before it meant nothing because of how it ended. Because like it, it just, there was like no satisfying conclusion to anything. Really, in my in my book, I, they I did the conclusion. Um, it, you have to just you have to pay attention to what the scientist guy is saying on the videotapes. He explains what's going on in the end, and uh, the doctor doesn't understand uh, what's going on. But the but the but the mystery is explained from that perspective, from the scientist guy talking in the tapes. I don't know. I didn't. I guess I didn't catch it because I'm like the doctor. Yeah, it's 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 a little hard to understand. If you're just looking at it from the doctor's perspective, he just he leaves and it says none of this makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how that's how it ends for him. Literally, he walks out. I don't get it. Closes the door. And Basically, goes away. it. W- I don't even remember exactly how it was, but the but the guy and the the scientist guy explained it, it had something to do with uh, signals and and uh, it wasn't a physical. It wasn't a physical like virus or whatever. It was it was all in this uh, digital signals, and so the ending was oh no, everybody's gonna have this. Uh, everybody's gonna be turned into eye booger monsters because of the digital signals from the Morpheus uh, sleep sleep chambers or whatever so it, it's another mark gatus episode and i've said what i think about his episodes <laughs> well here here's the good part that i honestly think doctor who has its own explanations for a bunch of classic monsters um you know vampires and werewolves and you know ghosts and Let me... witches and it they've had those episodes and in this case, it's the Sandman. The only problem is nobody considers the Sandman a monster. They consider it a if they if they like the stories of the Sandman, it's not because it's evil. It's because it's a helpful <laughs> creature that helps you sleep, basically. Um, but this was Doctor Who's explanation for it. It's not a a Sandman. It's not made out of sand. It's made out of the crusties in your eye, which is what you feel. Which people often connected to the Sandman because, oh, you feel that sand in your eye, you know the Sandman has come, right? So that's the part that I like. I, I, I do, I don't care that it's the... I think there are, boogers, I think there are, there is some potential for, I, I like, uh, I thought the usage of found footage um, was, was, was actually smart in how they said, like, um, they, they start us off thinking that we're looking through everybody's helmet cams and stuff, and then eventually they, they kind of reveal that no they don't actually cams. have helmet cams, right. yeah. I do um, like that, I thought that was pretty cool. And I like the found footage as well, but I'm more prone to that kind of thing, regardless. Um, I just think it was used well for the story, not, like, sometimes you just do found footage and there's no reason for it. In this case, there actually was a reason for it, so I, I do like that. There were things I liked about this episode. I, I didn't love it, but, and I definitely hated the ending. Um, I was just super bored throughout it. 
I, I basically I almost fell asleep while I was watching this one. Um, so I think there are some elements in there that could have made a good story if they had a, if they had maybe a better writer. <laughs> uh, sorry, Mark Gatiss, you're good. He's good with Sherlock, I think, but uh, he's he's a little too cheesy when it comes to Doctor Who. Um, I wanted to give it a seven, but I'd give it a six just because I don't like the ending. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say five. I wanted to say four. I wanted to say I wanted to say four, but I just thought there there are some potential. There is some potential there. I just don't think it was used very well. Um. So that's that episode. Then we have basically the three-parter ending. Yeah. See, I I, on my schedule, I had this down as one episode, one One part, and then then a two-part ending. But uh, apparently, I had forgotten that it really was basically a three-part. It basically, is a three-parter. When when I see it, uh, the episodes laid out on an app or wherever, it does just say the eleventh and the twelfth is a two-parter. Yeah. So uh, in the in the future, is... in the future, I think I'm going to treat this as a three-parter <laughs> if I do any more rewatches. I like to watch like two parts with three parts. I like to watch those all back to back. So. Yeah, me too. Uh, except when I can't. Well, that's what happened. Uh, last time I watched the Harry Potter freaking, you know, uh, Deathly Hallows Part 1 and Part 2 that I watched back to back. Yeah. Eww, took forever. That's um, like five hours or something, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Takes crazy. a long time. Um, okay, Face of Raven is a giant leap forward from the last episode. Um, their old friend Riggsy. Um, I was surprised he actually came back. Now, um, uh, just, just as a side here... Did you watch uh, the end of the credits in this one? Don't think so. There's something you may not have seen the first time if you didn't watch the credits the first time around. Um, at the end of the credits in this one, it shows Riggsy uh, spray painting the the TARDIS um, with uh, Clara's face and and the and like other mural stuff. Oh really? And and that's what you end up seeing in the finale. Right, I see that in the finale, right? Yeah, so that's something it. I never watched before because I always cut it off when the credits start to avoid any sneak previews. But at the very end of the credits, before the the sneak preview, they had that little clip there. Now, before I forget about that, did I? I guess I wasn't looking closely. Did the doctor actually see it, or is it on the other side? No, the doctor saw it. The doctor did see it. Yeah. Even though. At that point, he would have already met Claire in the dining. Yes. And I don't know. I don't know if that was her giving the, him a message that, that that was you know maybe her her goodbye, or uh, if if it was just if he just thinks oh look she painted herself on my TARDIS why <laughs> who is this person that just painted the her? person of the diner yeah 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 um, though it probably shouldn't be too much of a shock given how the diner scene ended. Um, so, right. Face of Raven is we'll ultimately, ultimately the episode where Clara dies. Yep. Um, I'm sure some people were celebrating. I know. People, I don't I don't get it. But Yeah, okay. I don't get it. I like Clara. Uh, but basically, the whole time I was like, I can't remember the specifics as to why uh, Shielda couldn't take it off of her. I couldn't remember that Basically, okay. Uh, wait, you don't, you just still don't remember? Or I you... do. I remember now. Uh, okay. But I the whole time I was like, that doesn't make any. Yeah. Sense. So it's a contract. So 
she has she has a contract with the Raven when she puts it on a person, but when somebody else takes it from them, they change the terms of the contract. No, that's only in Clara's case. No. Yes, that's... because uh, at the very beginning, the old man took it from his wife, and no, he... she she was saying that she has the ability to take it off of him, but she won't do it. No, no, no. She never. No, he. Uh, his, I think it was his wife wanted to take it from him. Yeah, and, but and he said no. He said no because he took. That's the reason why he took it from her in the first place. No, it wasn't taken. It wasn't taken. It was the original. It was. It was taken from her. No. And she had a contract with, I believe, I believe it was the Time Lords. That's that's something completely different. That has nothing to do with the Raven, though. Um, no, no, no. That, that was the thing is is if anybody takes it, it, it changes the terms of the contract. That wasn't just the thing with Clara. The guy in the beginning did not ha uh, take it away from his wife. That that was his sentence. Did. That was his sentence. I don't think it was. I his think wife, his wife, go watch it again. His wife was saying that she could take it away from him, but he said no. Yeah, I know. She wanted to take it back. No, she didn't want to take it back. She wanted to take it away from him in the first place. I disagree. You, you uh, were paying attention. <laughs> anyways, this is the uh, one where she dies, and then he gets transported into Heaven Sent. What? Remember when we were seeing the Heaven Sent and Hell Bent titles? Were like, oh, it's that, it's a place with uh, Mr. Pink. Yeah. The. Uh... It has absolutely nothing to do with that. Right. <laughs> So, Heaven Sent is basically... Hold on, we didn't rate this one. Face the Raven. Oh, it's like a 10, I think. Uh, I don't think I'd give it a 10, maybe a 9. I would uh, probably give it a 10. I think overall it was pretty good. I think the whole, like, mystery aspect of it was, was, was not as good as it could have been. Um, the ending is the best part of it. Hmm. Heaven Sent. So, he... this is a 10. This... This is the part, yes. Actually, uh, on, I think okay, so, honestly, I think this episode's better than Hell Bent. So yes, uh, uh, but I think they're both tens actually. Um, but this, you know, Sleep No More is the very worst rated episode of Doctor Who on IMDb. Heaven Sent is very is one of the top rated episodes. Heaven Sent is a extremely clever. It's one of the most clever uh, episodes I've ever seen from the show. Yeah. Um, it's it's almost perfectly original like you seen the movie that i i watched. heaven oh. sent is the number two top rated episode dr who on imdb um you know what number one is right no. blink is it really blink is yeah. over that blink is number one heaven sent is number two i don't know about that um you remember People the movie love i blink. showed you <laughs> you remember the movie that i showed you uh, for triangle yeah this episode was basically the movie Triangle. If you've never heard of the movie Triangle uh, with Melissa George, uh, check it out if you like this episode because there's a lot of there's a lot of mirroring themes in both of these. Uh, I like them both, personally. I think they both did very well. Um, but because this is also Doctor Who, it's just that much better. Um, he's trapped in his confession dial. Yeah, that's revealed at the end. But really, it was he's there for four and a half billion years. <laughs> if you, if you want to find out how old he is, I don't know if you count this or not. 
I'd say no because when uh, when he goes back to the teleport uh, chamber, it reverts him back to what he was when he first got there. It reverts him, yeah, but time itself is continuing. Yes, but we're talking about his age, and his age would be how how much time he he has spent in his body, and that would be as it wouldn't count all the times that the got destroyed cuz he gets he keeps basically reverting back sort of like a time loop right it's not it's it's a time loop but it's not a time loop it's one of those uh smart time loops not a lot of people have done it cuz i think uh it's uh really difficult to do it that way uh, but it's also more original at this point because we i think this year alone in 2017 i've seen like four time loop movies um, that are either like Groundhog Day or more so like uh, Edge of Tomorrow, mm. uh, where it's only a right. It's not a whole day, you know. The mo- most prominent, obviously, is the movie that's like in theaters or just got out of theaters. Happy Death Day. I don't know about that. That's a it's a horror Groundhog Day basically. Mm. Um. Anyways, yes, this is definitely a ten. This is a this is like an eleven. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's well, a 12. No. Whoa, oh, oh, yes. <laughs> That's another thing. He picked up the thing. I am in 12. He is 12, right? Yes. Um, but good episode. He had to basically make a confession about the uh, the hybrid, and the hybrid is him, apparently. Whatever. Except Makes he didn't. No he didn't actually end up making that confession. He he went but at the end. He goes to Gallifrey mm-hmm. and says the hybrid is me. Oh right, me. Yeah. So he's talking about he's talking about Lady Me there. But how is she a hybrid of the freaking Dalek? No, that's that was that was what was wrong. That was the misconception. Yeah, that was the misconception. Yeah, basically, she's the hybrid it, it, of a, a hybrid is two warrior races, which would make sense. With Viking with and uh, Viking the little and, metal guy and Odin. <laughs> Odin. They had a name, I don't remember. But um so okay, so we can get to the we can talk about the hybrid again. So um there's three possibilities I guess here. And the the first one is it's that me is the hybrid, which I think makes the most sense. Um the second one is that the doctor himself on his own is the hybrid and that's um the theory that the doctor is half human, which if you watch um if you watched the Doctor Who movie from 1996, that is a that is a um, plot point that came up in that movie that the Doctor may have been half human. So that would possibly. Uh, well, that just comes from Star Trek. Yeah, it's basically it's basically a Star Trek thing. But um, and then the other one was uh, a combination of the Doctor and um, and. Frozen in time, Clara was apparently the hybrid, which I thought was stupid. That one doesn't really make that much sense. No, it doesn't. She's half human and half frozen in time person. Yeah, I don't think that's it. I think, I think the Doctor does make a lot of sense because he does he does cause more trouble than me probably does. So me's dangerous. Me is dangerous. Has poten- She has dangerous potential, but she doesn't really do much with it so i i would say out of those three choices i would go with the doctor on his own all right um the main points to point out with the finale is basically what they did with clara and that is they froze time and got her out of that point basically her death is a fixed point in time she has to return to it at some point uh the long way around the long way around she said which was basically what the doctor said when he went to gallifrey which of course has been 
who 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 knows how long. So yeah, so uh, this is this episode is is sort of the payoff from Day of the Doctor. Um, the the Time Lord uh, general guy, he was in Day of the Doctor, uh, and then he came came back in this one. And then you had uh, also uh, this is sort of also continue. Yes, you can think of it as sort of a continuation from the end of time because you had Rassilon, uh, who was previously the James Bond guy, and now he's this old dude. So I don't know if this is just him aging uh, several billion years, or uh, or they just, or if he regenerated into an older guy, or I don't know. But that's that was supposed to be. I'm Rassilon. guessing just a regeneration. Could be, yeah. Um, but basically, you know, in Day of the Doctor, he says. You know, are we going back to Galvray? Is that what we're doing? And and that so that was the end of the Day of the Doctor, and then this is sort of the payoff of that. Mm. But apparently, they have to go billions of years into the future to actually get to Galvray. Is is I guess the idea of it because it's so far, it's it's pushed so far into the future to keep it away from everything else. Right. I don't know. I guess I would probably give it a ten because yeah. of the general idea behind it, and plus I think it's Gallifrey I think it's, everything. I think. The whole thing is just really good. Um, it's not as good as as Heaven Sent, but it's just it's point after point. I, I just I was just loving the whole finale, both parts, all three parts really. But uh, <laughs> but all part, three parts. But uh, but I think I think both both the last two ones are tens for me. Heaven Sent though is definitely a standout episode. Yes, one that you remember. Um, Above the others, I was when I was watching season eight. I I, I get trouble, uh, have trouble remembering what seasons are and what. I'm like, when is that episode gonna happen? <laughs> so I was just waiting for that. Um, also, main point is that the diner is a TARDIS. Yes, yes, the diner, the diner that, that, that that's the diner that he uh, ate with uh, Amy and Rory in uh, the beginning of season six. Yeah, and so. And so Clara's traveling now with Lady Me. And it's also stuck as a diner instead of a police box. Because I guess yeah. th- these these Time Lords are just terrible at designing their chameleon circuits. They're not Time Lords. Um, no, no, no. I'm saying the Time Lords made that general. TARDIS. Yeah. Yeah, and, and apparently they're just terrible at making the uh, chameleon circuits. So um, it just keeps getting so, stuck. So we know that Lady Me is invincible. And so the fact – is it the fact that Clara – has a fixed point in time when she dies that she can't die. Is that right? Uh, she can't die before it because she has a fixed point in time where she has to she's, die. She's stuck between one heartbeat and the next. Uh, because she is frozen in time, I'm guessing she probably can't die because uh, to die, you need to be able to stop breathing or stop your heart beating. And oh. neither of, the only thing I think that would be able to kill her is, I guess, if she got impaled in the brain. Uh, but... <laughs> That's going a little dark for Doctor Who. So I think uh, basically she's going to hang around with Lady Me until the point where she's like, I'm bored with life and want to die. <laughs> basically, the real question is, will we ever see these two again? I would say it's probably unlikely, but I wouldn't say it's impossible. Uh, they could easily come back if they're going to do another like reunion thing with another. I would say if if they if they bring other previous Doctors past back, that would be a good right. time to bring uh, bring uh, Clara and maybe even Bill back. Right, Bill, Bill, Bill. Uh, normally, one. I would have included the the next episode in this podcast, but I thought it fit better with the season ten pocket cast. It is part of the season nine Blu-ray, and it's also listed under the episode guide for season nine as well. But it fits better with the season ten 
I would say it, it definitely fits better with season 10 than this. Because it, it almost feels out of place when you're watching, you watch Hellbent and then you're like, husband, uh, Husbands of uh, River Song, and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it it, uh, it fits better with uh, for, for a few reasons, and I'll talk about that next time, but... Uh... Okay. But yeah. All right. So, so one more rewatch podcast, right? Yep. Uh, it's okay. pretty easy, I'd say, to to say that season nine was better than season eight. It's not that difficult to say in general. It's uh, not as much better as as I thought it was when I was watching it. I really liked the two parts. Two parters I, I, in general. I yeah. think that made made it more uh, made me anticipate new episodes more um, when they're two parters like that you while watching live yeah and you're watching it they I don't think they hold up as well some of them you can overdo two-parters too and i think sometimes they have that problem yeah like uh under the lake before the flood magician's apprentice which is familiar uh and the zygons i don't think those needed to be two-parters they could have easily been told in one story um but i do appreciate that the, that they were two-parters because i do think they did give us some moments that were that were, you know, the the basically the cliffhangers were good, you know. Right. Having that. So. And it does it does let the stories breathe a little more. Some so sometimes it's 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 worth it. I I don't think it's completely necessary. I might have preferred longer um, episodes um, instead of two parters for those. Longer single episodes, which I think is what we're going to be getting next season. But um. well, right, and that's kind of how the last few episodes or the last two episodes went. They were both an hour. Oh, right? really? They were worth it. <laughs> right. Um, I would say so. The next podcast we have is going to be on the twenty third. Unless you want to do it on the, let's see, what's, what's the 23rd? The 23rd is, yeah, that's two Saturdays, two weeks from now. Um, yeah, so that gives us, uh, once we finish that, we'll have two days, and then we'll have a, a, the, on the 25th for Christmas podcast. If, if you have time on Christmas, I don't know if you'll have time on Christmas to do a podcast. I don't know if I will or not, but if not, then it'll just be on the 30th. The 30th? There's a few days in between there. <laughs> That's Saturday. Okay. I just thought if you didn't do Christmas, we could do it the <laughs> day, day after. <laughs> I just figured if you couldn't do Christmas, we'd do it the day after or something, but whatever. Right. Well, I don't know. It's it's still a ways away, so it's hard to hard to tell. But anyway, uh, we do. The thing is, on the 23rd, I do have um the two part season 10 finale scheduled for that day. So I don't know um. If I do, if I want to keep it that way, or if I want to watch those the day before, because I do have a gap day in there that I could do that. But uh, that is whatever's a, clever. Yeah, whatever works. So, season ten podcast two weeks from now. Sounds good. But uh, that should be it, guys. Clearly, um, I'll I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. We'll see you guys for smaller on the outside. Peace uh, out. Peace out. Is there anything else? <laughs>